Good afternoon, good afternoon, Red Raider Nation. It is Joe with the Cotton Club crew coming to you with another installment of What's Up With Joe. I think we're on number three, three or number four. I'm not exactly sure, but you know, um, this is going to be a special edition, um, quick pod, maybe about 15 or 20 minutes, kind of briefly go over a football practice that I attended um, earlier this week and, you know, just some notes that I kind of mentally took and what I saw from the team, this, that, and the other, you know, kind of give us, you know, a little bit of a glimpse on the inside part of what's going on with their, our football program. Obviously, we know all of the momentum that our football program has to this point right now um, as far as recruiting goes, as far as team health goes, as far as the amount of starters that we have coming back. I mean, there is just so much, so much room to be very, very high on this tech team um, going into this year. And with good reason, you know, all the reasons I said above, you know, all of these reasons, you know, kind of put us in a good position to make strides in the Big 12 and, you know, kind of cement our place on top or in the top half of the new Big 12 you know, coming up following next season once Texas and Oklahoma are gone. So um, basically, I'm just going to give you a, a quick rundown on what I saw, you know, some things that kind of caught my eye, um, certain players, things like that, what what the general formations, I guess, sort of speak, or at least the, the starting group of guys that are out there um, look like. And, man, I am, I am drinking – drinking some of that Kool-Aid because, I mean, it looks as good as how Joey says it, you know, in press conferences, other podcasts, or wherever he talks. I mean, when you actually see this 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 group in person, I mean, you you get excited. It's hard not to get excited as a Tech fan um, whenever your coach has such high praise and then whenever you actually see um, the product on the field and, you know, just a, just in a small sample size – I mean, you'll get excited quick. So just kind of like a brief rundown on what I saw. And then, you know, just some little tidbits on, on things that were happening as I was there um, at this practice. Um, our offensive line looks stout. And I'm talking about our starting five. Um, and that has nothing against the second team, which I'll get into here shortly. But our starting five looks good. Um, starting at the right tackle position with Caleb Rogers. Going into the right guard position with Dennis Wilburn moving over from the center position that he played last year, which I think he primarily was probably better suited for a guard position. So he's moving back into that guard, that guard kind of role, which I think he's going to do nothing but take another stride forward given from what he did last year. Rusty stats, um, transfer that's coming in is solidifying our center spot. Then we have. Um, Cole Spencer, left guard, uh, who was injured last year or else he would have started last year. He had, was having a lingering back issue or I believe something like that kind of issue. And, you know, we kind of, they kind of pulled the, pulled the cord on him early just so he can get right for this year. Um, he's there at the left guard position. Then you get into that left tackle position at Monroe Mills. And as far as size wise, and experience wise, I mean, this is probably going to be one of the most experienced groups of players that we have 
had our on our offensive front in a long time and man there's some some big hefties up front you know you go back to those 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 years of the Louis Vasquez of the worlds and the Brandon Carters and your Stephen Hambies kind of guys there in that leech era man these guys are very similar in size stature and I mean just overall how much space they take up so our offensive line is looking really good um, as far as what I saw and just, you know, the, the five gentlemen that I just discussed. And then the back half of that, our second squad of offensive linemen, which we were discussing there on the sideline, is that a lot of those guys that are with our second bunch all have starting experience from the previous year. So that's just bodes well for, you know, for whatever may happen, you know, in the season not saying that anything catastrophic is going to happen, but hey, guess what, guys? It's football. People get hurt. You're going to have to move some people around, things like that. Injuries just happen. So I think as far as the back, the the starting 10, so our first string five and our backup five, which I think is actually only like four, four or five, all of them have starting experience. I think we could move around and plug and play people who have experience there to where the drop off may not be as significant as it used to be of like either throwing a red shirt freshman in there or a true freshman in there, whatever the case may be. I think moving forward that, you know, we'll be fine if something happens to one of our guys there in the trenches. Um, that's kind of going based on what I saw on the offensive line side of it. Um, we saw, I saw two different personnel, personnel groups in the practice. It was, it wasn't offense versus defense, anything like that. It was just, Kind of like the offense was over here doing their own thing. The defense was kind of over here on the other side of the field doing their own thing. You know, they weren't, they weren't mixing the two. So I got to see a lot of, you know, the, the kind of personnel that tech's going to be running a 12 personnel and a 10 personnel, um, with either the two tight end set or just a single tight end. Um, Baylor Cup, Mason Tharp, dudes are huge. I expect them to take a little bit more. Role moving forward this upcoming year with, with the experience that we have on our offensive line to where we don't have to keep one of those guys back to help protect. So I think Kitley and McGuire, all of that kind of group there is going to figure something out to get our tight ends more involved this season. I know that was a kind of a big complaint, I guess, maybe from a lot of, of tech fans and things like that how like when we utilized our tight ends you know we were actually really good and then when we started under utilizing our tight ends is whenever you know we were playing you know just subpar mediocre not great not anything like that but you know just okay I guess and you know we have the talent there between Mason Tharp and Baylor Cup I mean those guys are studs and if we could find a way to get them the ball more often we're just going to create more matchup problems for for people across the board or whatever we decide to do, especially with some of these RPOs that you know that we run here at the offense on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so I expect to see major strides from Baylor Cup and Mason Tharp moving forward due to the experience that we're going to have on our offensive front. Now is that is that a hundred percent accurate? No, but I feel that that's that's how it's going to play for us this year. Um, Taj Brooks, Cameron Valdez, running backs, 
solid one-two punch. Taj is going to get a majority of the workload back there, but I expect to see plenty of Taj Brooks, and I expect to see um, plenty of that third-string cat. His name always kind of escapes me, um, but that third guy back there, but it's going to be probably the one-two punch of those guys. And then, you know, maybe one of our freshmen kind of sneak into there possibly to get some touches. Um, oh, Bryson Donnell, um, for that third, that third running spot, you know, to get some actual touches this year. Obviously, McGuire named Tyler Shuck, the starting quarterback, um, for given reasons. I mean, he's the way he ended last year and when he's healthy, just how good of a quarterback he is. I feel that he's the best option moving forward for this season. No knock on Barron. Barron, in my eyes, is going to change a lot of things here. You know, he's going to set his own TD marks, his own passing. Like he's going to, he's going to be one of those Graham Graham Harrell esque kind of players, is what I feel. Coach's son knows the knows the program well, knows the offense well. He's built like a quarterback. I mean, he's he's damn good. Um, but I think he's still in line into wait to take the reins over as our quarterback unless something happens to Shuck, which, you know, that does happen. It's happened to him the last two years where he's missed some significant time. So I do plan on us using Barron in, in you know, moderation right now and set packages and things like that. But I believe Shuck is going to get, as long as Shuck's healthy, he's going to get a bulk of the the snaps at quarterback, rightfully so, you know. And when he's on, he's on. And he's got a lot of weapons to play with um, on the outside. A lot of speed, a lot of receptions, a freshman All-American out there, and some guys that could really take the top off of the field. So you have Lowick. And he's another one of those guys we keep healthy. He is one of those guys who could stretch the field. Grad transfer coming in and Dre McCray, a pure speed guy, Miles, Miles, Miles Price, wide receiver, JJ Sparkman. And then that goes all the way to our All American Jared Bradley. And then that, then we could throw in other guys in there Brady Boyd, Nehemiah Martinez, Coy Eakin. Drew Hocutt, all of these guys are going to see their chances. Um, Jordan Brown, Xavier White, you know, there's just so many options that we have at our disposal um, with wide receivers. So schematically wise, I believe we have a lot of options there. And then we have options if somebody happens to go down. So offensive wise, I think we'll be fine that was, that we shirt up our front line. And man, it's like I said, um, we were watching Chuck sling it around back there and man, he's got a lot of, he's got a lot of zip on the ball spirals in the majority of the time. And another thing that I did notice there in that team period where the quarterbacks were working with the wide receivers, um, I only saw the ball hit the ground once and that was on a deep throw and it was just out of the fingertips of Nehemiah Martinez, I believe was a guy um, on that pass. And then if he was a little bit bigger, I'm sure that that ball is getting caught nine out of ten times. I mean, it was a dime just Nehemiah, Nehemiah, Nehemiah Martinez just doesn't have the the size. And, and if you know anything about Nehemiah Martinez, 5'8", 5'9", kind of guy, stocky little 
little guy, nothing against him. He just doesn't have long arms. I think if he had longer arms, he's coming down with that ball just on the pure athleticism standpoint. So our offense is looking looking real nice. I mean, there's not just a whole lot I could say. It was pretty vanilla stuff, you know, just everybody just running a different route and a different quarterback throwing them to them. But Shuck looks good. Barron looks good. Um, Strong was making some good passes back there. And then, hell, even Will Burns was throwing some darts back there as well. So, I mean, our quarterback room is only going to get better, um, especially with Hammond on board um, for the upcoming um, cycle and things like that. So we'll have, potentially after this year, we'll have a four-star in Barron. I don't believe Strong was a four-star in Hammond. Maybe, you know, that Nike Elite camp served him well. There's a potential that he could, you know, rise up in those rankings and then flirt around with a five-star. Not saying that that's that's going to happen, but I mean it's quite possible. That's I mean he's good. He's a damn good player. So I mean all things are bright in in Raiderland right now, as everybody has kind of seen how our recruiting has just been on the rise. You know, with names like a Micah Hudson um, being at the forefront. You know, top ten player in the nation between Texas and. Texas Tech, you know, for for his services upcoming, and I was able to speak to a couple coaches, you know, just what they thought of Micah Hudson as far as the player, and one coach said that probably the best they've seen as far as recruiting-wise that they've been coaching um, out of a, a player. Another coach said that it, if he was on Tech's team or Tech's roster right now, he would be starting um, that's high praise for a high school kid that he could already start in Tech's offense right now as a senior in high school. I mean, that's, that's baffling to me. He's just that, he's just one of a kind. And if we're able to actually get him here in a, in red and black, could you just imagine the kind of numbers, you know, you have, you keep Bradley, just say hell, hell, you keep Bradley. You get a Micah Hudson, and then you have Barron kind of throwing, and then you have all these other weapons that have kind of been lying in wait to touch the field for actual legitimate playing time. Man, man, that's scary. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. That's that's future, future down the road kind of stuff. But as far as it sits right now, I think our offense is in a good place. They look good. The camaraderie is there. It looks like they're having fun, fun. Um, whenever they were running out onto the field, a lot of them were joking around, playing, you know, just just having fun. And then as soon as they started lining up for drills, they were hyping each other up. Coaches were hype. Everybody that was in in the in the facility was hyped. I mean, it's just. Just everything about it, there's an aura with this team that you just kind of can't kind of get away from. And it's great to see, like I said, if if anybody has a chance to go check out our practice or you're allowed to go check out our practice, I highly suggest it just because of everything that's there. And you could kind of kind of see the inner workings of our of our team. And it'll actually open up your eyes a little bit if you kind of had some skepticism anywhere with any certain group there. Like, oh, I don't know our running back room looks a little thin or, Hey, I'm not sure if Shuck is the right guy over Morton, you know, things like that. So it's just one of those things, you know, um, 
it'll, like I said, it'll, it'll keep you on the up and up. And then I know listening to Joey talking and things like that, um, you, you, I mean, he's just as passionate as they come. You know, he's, he's the guy who embodies the brand. You know, he's the guy who brought the brand to us and then he's fed it through his coaches and then the coaches have fed it into our athletes and then our athletes kind of have taken it and run with it. They've embodied it. They've live it. This is what they do. This is who we are. This is Texas Tech. They said another thing at a Matador Club event the other day, and it really resonated with me. It was actually really, really cool, and it was called 60 Minutes of Us. Are you really ready for 60 Minutes of the Red Raiders? Wyoming, are you ready for 60 Minutes of Us? Oregon, are you ready for 60 Minutes of Us? I know you guys have kind of been running everything in the Pac-12, but are you legitimately ready for 60 minutes of us. And that's another thing that this team has kind of embodied as well. So that's just another thing moving forward, I guess, as far as motivation goes for the Red Raiders this upcoming season is that 60 minutes of us. And, man, I'm all for it. I am all for it. I am as excited as I've ever been in mid-June for a football season to come around. and. Everybody out there who is a tech fan who supports this university, this is that kind of team that you jump on and you get behind if you already aren't on that train because it's headed in the right direction and you want to just be a part of it at any cost, at any circumstance, whatever it may be that this is, this is our program. And it's not even at its peak yet, but this is our program heading to the top of the mountain. And Coach McGuire and company, all his staff, because it's not just obviously he's the head, he's the head man, but without all of those pieces that bought into his, his, his message and his story and what he envisioned and embodied this team being. You know, we would still have kind of our downfalls and, you know, flaws. And I'm not saying that we're perfect. I'm not saying, hey, we're ready for Georgia, you know. But I do believe that we are on the right track to becoming a Big 12 powerhouse. I do have, I do believe that we have what it takes and where we're moving towards in that direction. A common place, you know, in either the college football playoffs or one of those those New Year's Six Bowls or whatever they call that. You know, I, I see us, you know, being up there and representing the Big 12 on a year-in, year-out basis as long as this trend keeps going where it's at and the amount of players that we're getting in is a really good thing and the quality of players that we're getting in is a good thing. Players staying and, you know, we're building these guys up young. I mean, hell, we have some redshirt freshmen who still may not see the field a lot this year. But as soon as they get that that red shirt off or whatever it may be, we have some guys in there who've played and practiced a lot of Big 12 ball that are going to come out swinging whenever it's their time and whenever their number's called. So a lot of these guys trusting the process, knowing that their time is coming, all of that, this tech team has embodied. And like I said, I mean, I gauge that based on, you know, 
Just kind of what I saw. Now, I'm, are we going undefeated? Probably not. I mean, I would love to say that we are, and I would love to say that with 100% confidence, but I don't believe that. But do I think that we're nine-plus wins capable? Oh, hell yeah. 100%. I mean, I I have us going um, 10-2 and two and playing in the Big 12, turn, uh, Big 12 Championship. That's what I feel, and that's what, I mean, the major strides that we're making. So um, that's kind of what I'm feeling right now based on kind of what I saw a little bit on the offensive side of the ball. Now, you know, it's still early. It's still a little premature. Um, this, But I do believe that this is going to be one of the best damn football teams that we've seen Tech put out in a long time. And, and it should be embraced. That's for sure. So, but like I said, if you guys do have a chance to get out to a football practice or whatever, um, go by, you know, show your support of our team. Those players are super nice. They'll actually come over to you and talk to you once those periods are over. Thank you for coming out, you know, you know, and just chat it up with you a little bit. And that's, that's also really cool that even the, the team re- recognizes the fans that come over there and support him. And I'm not saying that we need to have 7,000 people there at their practice because, hell, I don't even know if they could have allowed 7,000 people there at the practice. But if you do ever have that opportunity to give them the practice a view in person, I would highly suggest it. I mean, it's, like I said, it's, it's really, really awesome to see. Um, so that's kind of what I saw on the offensive side. I didn't really pay attention too much on the defensive side of the ball, but I did talk to a handful of coaches about the defensive side and some particular players there. Um, Bryce Ramirez, the gentleman who had that compound fracture at NC State, it looks like every every direction is pointing that he will be able to play game one against Wyoming. And that's that's huge for that kid, you know, coming off the kind of injury that he had. Um, it was Coach McGuire who told me that um, Bryce Ramirez is benching somewhere between the 450 and 475 range, um, consistent. And this kid came and shook my hand. And this, as advertised, he is he is a monster. He muscles upon muscles, and I totally believe everything that was told to me about him. Um, some coaches were saying had he had been and stayed healthy, that Tyree probably would have had five to six more sacks just because of the pass rushing presence Bryce Ramirez brought. So if you think about that, Tyree Wilson didn't have a slouch year, top 10 NFL draft pick. You imagine if he had five or six more sacks. I mean, that would have easily put him in that conversation of number one overall, number two overall kind of stuff, you know, he's just that kind of player. And Bryce Ramirez would have just helped raise that stock of Tyree Wilson. Um, obviously, you know, Tyree Wilson is one of those guys that it's hard to to um, replace. But I think we between um, Adedire, Steve Linton, Isaac, and um, who else is that other? Miles, Miles Cole. I think that we'll be able to get the job done. Um, and then with Bradford and Hutchins in the middle of that um, defensive line, we'll be able to make some more strides there. 
So, I mean, all these guys are very, very big guys, and it looks like they're hungry. And, man, I, I'm I'm ready for it. Um, kind of little things that I saw on the defensive side as I met some of those players there. Um, so, next practice I do attend, I'll probably follow more of the defensive side and come back and give you guys a, a little report on them. But, yeah, overall, man, I, I was blown away. Um, like I said, the camaraderie that this team has, the cohesiveness, the, you know, a whistle blows, they know where to go. A whistle blows, they, with, I mean, without skipping a beat. And, man, it looks like they're having the, the greatest time of their lives. You know, they're they're ready. This team is ready right now. So I think if they were asked to play a game next Saturday, they would be ready for a game next Saturday. So it's it's really, really good to see, like I said, some of those defensive guys. Um, I got to see Rabbit, you know, doing his thing there. Dunlap doing his thing back there. Baskerville, the San Diego State transfer, he looks as advertised as well. So, I mean, our defensive side is, is looking pretty good. I know there's some question marks, I guess, as far as our linebacking corp goes and stuff like that. But I think... I think we'll we'll have what it takes with Josiah, um, Jacob Rodriguez, maybe some other guys there, you know, kind of solidify that role for us. You know, with a better defensive front, I think we'll be able to have those guys roaming around back there and just doing what they have to do. So we'll just kind of see. Like I said, it's still early. It's just June, June 22nd right now. So, um, yeah. It, it was a solid practice. Everything, everything about it was great. Um, was able to touch base and meet, um, T Tyler Hawkins or Ty Hawkins, quarterback, class of 25 out of San Antonio. And he does not look like a, my daughter's a class of 2025 and my daughter looks like a infant in comparison to what this guy is. I mean, he is. He looks like he could play in college right now. He's built like a quarterback, around 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he's got a good frame, and supposedly he's got a cannon from everything that I've read and seen on, on the highlights of him. And he and he works out with the Jason, Josh, and the offseason, or those uh, respective members of their camps out of San Antonio. So that bodes well for us moving forward, I guess, in his recruitment. Um, but I did get a, you know, say hello to the young man. And he, I mean, he looks like he's got a great head on his shoulders and he looks like a, he looks like a good quarterback as is. So we'll see what happens with those guys moving forward. We'll see what happens with like a Micah Hudson and stuff like that. I know this team, these coaches and stuff like that are pumped up to potentially get this kid on campus and in a Red Raider uniform. But you know, that's yet to be seen just yet as I'm recording on. It's 345 this afternoon on the 22nd. So we'll see what happens moving forward. But a lot of reason for optimism, a lot of reason to be excited, a lot of reasons to be, to be ready for this year's football team early, mid June right now to have to be this excited. I expect a lot of big things from this program. And I think they've set their expectations pretty high coming off of last year. And, you know, I think they're, I think they're ready for it. I think they're ready to make that jump from, you know, middle of the road, big 12 team to, you know, 
head of the table. So, but like I said, we'll see what happens. A lot of, a lot of good things going on there in the football side of the, the, a lot of good things happening with the football program for tech. And, you know, as we get closer and closer to, you know, September 2nd and uh, strapping it up with Wyoming, man, the buzz is, is clearly around. So that's kind of everything that I have for us today. Um, please follow us on Twitter, um, Cotton Club, um, FSSN on Twitter. Um, we're on there. We try to post as much content. You know, while we're kind of in our off-season period, I believe we do have another um, episode coming up of, you know, talking to some guys from Central Florida, talking to some guys from BYU, you know, kind of talk to these these guys, you know, about these new teams that are coming into the Big 12 this year. So um, just be just be ready for that stuff to hit our hit our site soon. And, you know, as always, wreck them, and I will talk to you guys later.